Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-B Freakin' Rochester, also on Freakin' Apple Freakin' Podcast, Google Freakin' Prey, even though that doesn't exist anymore, Freakin' SoundCloud, and Freakin' Spotify, if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, my name is Taylor, the same man Freakin' Lofton, and with me, as always, to my freaking left, is Freakin' Sandy, the same man Freakin' Farkas, coming via satellite in New York from a freaking garage in Doug Jordan's house and then bringing up the freaking rear as he's supposed to. We have Doug Jordan, Doug the Slug, Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our week of freaking review. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, it has been one week since we last spoke. And geez Louise, down on my knees, what a week it was. Now I have an update to speak to you about, and geez louise, down on my knees, I will waste no time in getting right into it. Phase three. Yeah, you guessed it. The downfall of freaking Wayo is over. And God bless him, I didn't think they were going to be able to pull us out of this one. I thought we were going to be relegated to the entrails of freaking history, if you know what I freaking mean. Left like a soldier, wounded out on the freaking beach. In Afghanistan, trying to stuff our freaking insides back into our belly. And then a freaking camel comes by and starts eating us. And we're crawling along the beach, knuckles in the freaking sand, and the freaking giant freaking beast is swallowing our intestines as we're trying to walk away. But guess what, weakers and tweakers, that did not happen. And it's a good thing that I mentioned soldiers because last week was Veterans Day and then we're going to be doing a lot about veterans and God bless them. And geez, always down on my knees, we love them. So phase three is over. We were able to raise the freaking funds. All thanks to freaking our week in review. No thanks to freaking Doug knows best, but geez, Louise down on my knees. Now, I do want to mention before I introduce our freaking guests that yes, Veterans Day happened, but... Every day we keep the veterans in our freaking hearts. And I want to put a special thank you out to all the freaking veterans who have lost their lives during or after the freaking war. And some of those include freaking, yeah, you guessed it, freaking Lieutenant Dan who gave up his freaking legs to freaking become a fishing man and collect shrimp on a boat with a So he was his guardian. Sandy the Sandman freaking Farkas, how you doing, how you been, how horny are you, God bless you, and how was your week? Wow, jeez uh, Louise, so many freaking uh, freaking questions. Uh, freaking, first of all, freaking thank you for the freaking blessing, uh, and a blessing unto you as well. Um, right back at you, uh, so to freaking speak. Uh, second thing you asked me was if I'm freaking and how I am. Uh, answer to that one, freaking freaking dickens and i'm freaking drunk as hell as well so things are going pretty good today uh thank you for freaking asking yeah well geez louise down on my knees it's wonderful to hear and i just wanted to know a little bit more about maybe your week and how it went because geez louise down on my knees last week we did an episode of freaking doug knows best and we didn't get to speak on air as we normally do so you have quite a bit of updating to do and god bless you yeah, that's enough. Uh, please be quiet. Uh, 
basically, uh, last week uh, I heard uh, that you, we were taking a week off of our week so that freaking Taylor could uh, be involved in freaking Doug Knows Best. Obviously, uh, an invitation was extended my way, and I said, no freaking thank you. Uh, I would rather be freaking dead uh, than freaking have anything to do with freaking Doug Knows Best. Because uh, it's my freaking opinion, and that of many freaking Uyghurs and Tweakers, that Doug, in fact, knows freaking worst. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's what they should call the show if they don't freaking cancel it. Uh that is neither freaking here nor there. Uh, I decided I was going to get my freaking fix of speaking to uh, to the, uh, those willing to freaking listen uh, by going again to freaking Sunday service. Uh, this time, however, I was freaking not allowed into the freaking building, uh, the house of freaking God, my house of freaking Lord uh, Jesus, and the freaking and his best friend, freaking Holy Ghost. So I I decided, you know what? This is I'm I, I've I've had a year full of freaking spiritual freaking journeys. Uh, it's time to freaking get back to the freaking business end of things. Uh, if freaking Doug knows best is going the way of the freaking dodo, uh, I'm gonna freaking call up freaking Whale and see if I can get my own freaking show on freaking Whale. Because I don't freaking have a soapbox to stand on anymore to freaking to freaking spread my freaking gospel. So you're looking for a show perhaps on Sunday where you could speak of the Lord and those things of that nature? Uh, yeah, that that is uh, that's a, is a currently a freaking avenue that I'm freaking uh, freaking exploring. Um, and and the and the freaking the people at freaking uh, Whale, uh, I've been sending freaking emails to freaking Givney Morgan, uh, pretty much freaking nonstop. Though I don't freaking know if I have the correct freaking email. I just wrote give Givney Morgan at email dot com, uh, and that has yielded no freaking results. So. Um, to be freaking, uh, to be freaking continued. And I had a quick question to you, just about God and the and and spirituality in general. Sandy, the Sandman Farkas, what is the Holy Trinity? Um, um, that is a very freaking uh, good freaking question, my freaking son. Uh, the freaking answer, um, the freaking answer to that is not as freaking cut and dry as uh, one would freaking hope. Uh, but but nothing, uh, none of the freaking Lord's teachings are freaking cut and dry. Uh, Holy Trinity, uh, the obvious one, uh, the Holy freaking Ghost, uh, who is this freaking hilarious freaking ghost uh, in, in the book, freaking travels um, along with freaking Jesus. He might be part of the Trinity as well. And then the freaking prodigal son bringing up the freaking rear, a la freaking Doug Jordan, Doug the freaking slug. Uh, yeah, there you have it, freaking Holy Trinity. So now, which one is the one that is cast out into into Satan and to live in hell? And is that Doug Jordan? Yeah, that's Doug. Uh, as far as the freaking New Testament is concerned, uh, that would be freaking Doug Jordan. He he fits that he fits that freaking role pretty freaking perfectly. Well, it's nice because sometimes when I'm trying to sleep, and Doug, you can respond to this if you like. I like to envision you naked as the freaking Dickens, being whipped. While you roll a stone up a hill And it's endless Once you get to the top You just realize there's more hill And someone's whipping you from behind Yep, you guessed it, Satan And geez Louise, down on my knees That's maybe how I envision you best Okay, uh, first off I don't understand How do you want me to respond to that? To, to say, oh, that's great? Or do you want me to tell you the truth? Because I really don't like that you think about that when you're going to sleep. Doug, I'm going to stop you right there. My personal freaking hell is freaking sitting near you uh, during a freaking recording of Doug Knows Best while you freaking lie to your freaking listeners and tell them that you freaking know best when in fact you freaking know worst and know I mean, least. 
Okay, let me just uh, say something. I'm not lying about the fact that I would be a, a religious preacher in some way. I, I didn't go to, to freaking preaching school, which I don't think that you technically have. So I don't know why you think all oh, of a sudden you can, you can have a show on Sundays. Freaking, I'm going to freaking stop you right there because I did, in fact, go to freaking preaching school. And that's exactly what I told the freaking deacon, whose name happens to be freaking deacon, by the way. You did not if, go to preaching school. Well, I have, um, Doug, you know, you haven't freaking known me that long. You, you really you, you have no freaking leg to freaking stand on when you're spewing this. And that is one of the things, is that Doug freaking spews lies, and he tells his listeners freaking falsehoods, and you are freaking worshiping a freaking false prophet, and, and you're all going to be freaking condemned to freaking hell for, for the rest of your freaking, for God knows freaking one. And when I close my eyes, I see eternal damnation, I swear, and fire, Doug. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you, you say these things about me, you know, that I, that I don't know best. Which you know, I never said that I did. The show is just is, is just to help people out. But also, you, you keep in mind that you are staying in my garage rent free, and and I'm doing you a favor by letting you freaking stay there. And instead, every week on this show, you have to you have to bring up some sort of freaking lie about me and tell everybody what a joke of a person I am. But I'm the one that's freaking helping all you guys out all the time. So, you know, I, I guess I do know best when it comes to being a good friend. And I'll see if you could spew some of this stuff on your own show, that might be your freaking saving grace. But unfortunately, you freaking keep that all freaking bottled up until you freaking have a freaking breakdown on our freaking show. It's ridiculous. And speaking of said breakdown, why don't you continue your role, Doug Jordan, and tell us how you're doing, how you've been, how your week was, and how goddamn you are. God bless you. I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing fine, and I'm not. And I wish you would stop asking me that every week. And if I was probably freaking thank him for the blessing as well. Oh yeah. Thank you for the blessing. Um, I'm fine. Weeks. It was, it was very windy, uh, yesterday and a tree ended up falling down in my yard. Uh, so that's been a little stressful, you know, now I got to pay somebody, uh, a tree removal service to come take the tree out. And uh, it's going to be pretty expensive uh, to, to deal with that. So I'm a little stressed out about that. Well, Doug, you sh- I mean, if you had a tree, a weakened tree, you should have had it taken down before it collapsed in your yard to begin with. The thing is a danger to you, your family, your neighbors, and the, the foundation that is that makes your house. I mean, if you really knew best, you would have had that removed. And God bless you. Well, the tree was on the lot line, so it's not technically mine, and it, it's it's really technically the city's tree. Uh, so it's not my fault that the tree fell down. Also, how was I supposed to predict the wind was going to push the tree down? I mean, because obviously it was weakened. Yeah, but it's not my tree. I don't have to go around testing trees that aren't mine to see how weakened they are. So then maybe you call the city and tell them that their tree fell down and that they should have it removed, and then you save yourself a boatload of money. I didn't know that you went to tree school all of a sudden, and you know everything about freaking trees. Doug Jordan, you know that in my earlier life, I worked at a trash factory. We made trash, and we put it into the dump. And sometimes people would show up with trees, and we'd say, this is not where this goes. You have to compost it. But I would take it anyhow. And geez, Louise, down on my knees, I did go to tree school. It's called the School of Hard Knocks. John 316. God bless you. And I'm blessing unto you as well. Thank you. And geez Louise, down on my knees, I had a wonderful freaking week. After the success of freaking Doug Knows Best, which may have brought it back from the brink, that is what I am told, that my guest appearance on the worst show on the worst radio station might have just notched it up and kept it alive for another freaking year. So, Doug, God bless me, God bless you, and it was a blast being on your show. I really love your show. 
You're you're absolutely freaking hilarious. The advice that you give, worthless as it is, is a blessing for those who maybe are in stuck in a car with their family and their wife is freaking nagging at them and their kids are freaking having duty in their diaper and all they want to do is listen to some nonsense and you deliver it perfectly and I, god bless you i love being on the show it was a great honor and then my week actually took kind of a downward spiral after that jeez louise down on my knees i have been volunteered to be part of a group that goes and visits with the blind at the ABVI Goodwill. It's part of my group home reach out program, and I don't know how I got tricked into doing this. But geez Louise, down on my knees, I thought that maybe it would be fine going to freaking work with the blind because I could just sit there silently and they wouldn't notice I was there. But geez Louise, down on my knees, it, the feeling of being totally invisible makes me extremely depressed and I I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. I have been snapping my fingers in front of people's faces saying, look at me. No, I'm right here. Right here. Look, we're going to play some bingo. And I thought beating these blind people at bingo would be easy. No, they play with Braille, Doug Jordan, and they're very good at it. They're very quick at finding the number and blotting out the number on their sheet. I haven't won a game of bingo. I mean, you, you can't really beat somebody at bingo. It's, it's a game of chance. I mean, you can win over them, but it's not like you have a strategy. It's just it, whatever the ball comes out is, is the number that they call. Doug, what do you, what the hell do you mean you can't win at bingo? You can't beat somebody. You can't have a strategy to beat somebody at bingo. Well, I could use a strategy right about now because I am freaking failing. Doug, I have never won a game of bingo. Then you're just unlucky. But they do have quite a bit of applesauce at the freaking group home. And geez louise, down on my knees, if anybody out there wants a cup of applesauce, maybe as much as they could freaking eat, please join me at the ABVI of Rochester. It's for the blind and visually impaired. And these people, they don't know, you know, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And they don't have their eyesight. I saw an old man came out of his room. His freaking T-shirt was tucked into his underpants. And I and there have been so many situations where I have said, just can you just please blow your nose? I cannot stump. I cannot eat another cup of applesauce while watching the freaking dribble come from your freaking nostrils. It's very similar in substance to freaking applesauce, Doug Jordan. And it makes me think that what I'm eating is dribble from the nostrils of the blind people that live in the building. So. But I am trying to make the best of it. Kind of like that tree that fell in your yard. You know, if nobody is there to see me, am I really there? If a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, but Doug Jordan finds it in his yard, maybe it's his problem and no one else's. I just don't know. I mean, I heard the tree come down, so it was there. Yeah, well, some of these freaking blind people can't freaking hear anything, so. Yeah. Congratulations. I don't see what your freaking point is. And I am just waiting to meet someone who is very gifted in maybe some other sort of sense, but I have yet to find them. They're Wait, what do you mean these, some of these blind people can't hear? Do you think that blind means you can't hear? It means you can't freaking do anything. It means you can't freaking do anything. Have you ever no, heard of Helen Keller, see. Doug Jordan? You can't freaking see. You can't freaking hear. You, you got, it's nothing on the inside. Yeah. Helen Keller was deaf and blind. And dumb. Don't forget dumb. 
That was, don't take away one of the, th- the struggles she had to overcome. Her dumbness. So... Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. We also have a freaking hilarious freaking segment coming at the end. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Baskin Robbins announced that they will be bringing back the popular turkey cake just in time for Thanksgiving, according to Brand Eating. The turkey cake, a caramel or chocolate covered ice cream cake with sugar cone legs, will hit shelves just in time for Thanksgiving. 2020. According to Baskin Robbins front office officials, the festive dessert product serves 12 to 16 people. The ice cream giant has also added a newcomer to the holiday lineup with the Harvest Swirl Cake. This festive dessert comes in either 6 or 9 inch variety, adorned with leaves or in pumpkins, and features a customer's choice of ice cream. So, geez Louise, down to my knees, Doug Jordan, take it to the freaking sports desk. You once said that though turkey is delicious and ice cream is neat, the two together shall never meet. And how wrong you were. I just want to, I don't usually speak in riddles and I don't think that I've ever said that in my entire life. So uh, I just want to, I'm confused why you think that I might have said that. Well, I think I remember, I think it was a Thanksgiving a few years back, maybe just a year, maybe a year or two back. We were, we were eating Thanksgiving dinner and free and ice cream was for dessert. And you were standing at the head of the table and you said aloud, uh, though turkey is great and ice cream is neat. Uh, the two, however, never shall meet. I believe I do. I believe I do recall. I remember you sitting at the, the head of the table. You had a freaking fork in one hand and a knife in the other. And you had your you, your freaking uh, cotton freaking handkerchief adorned to your freaking uh, neck hole. Uh, we were all we were all having a moment of silence, and you decided to to say that 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 beautiful sort of riddle, I, I guess. Wait, I said this at at dessert time or at dinner time? We were finishing up dinner and having a moment of silence. So we were moving into dessert. If I freaking recall correctly, yeah. I mean, I was freaking drinking a little bit back then, so. And I said specifically, this turkey is great. Oh, though turkey is great and ice cream is neat, never shall they meet. I mean, that's the that's the short of it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't remember ever saying that. And then you and then you said something about your fork and knife as they were in your hands. You said, "I have a fork in one hand, a knife in the other. Though they never shall meet." The fork is the knife's brother. That was another freaking riddle. You were on a roll that night. Yeah, and I think and you had been of, drinking I think quite you were a bit. At the fact that we were all freaking brothers around the table, uh, and that you were happy to freaking, and basically you were thankful for us, is what is what I gathered from that one. And you were also sort of giving us a warning that we shouldn't drink too much and have sex with each other because we're family. And you got that from me saying a riddle about a, a fork and a knife. Yeah. And how they shouldn't meet, though they are brothers. Or maybe something about how you're supposed to cut your meat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember doing this at all. Maybe you were talking about freaking playing with your meat. I don't... Maybe you said, don't freaking play with your meat at the freaking supper. Uh, Something... Something about the gravy. Something about mixing with the gravy or something. Gumping in the gravy. I can't remember. But I know that you said it. Something about playing with your meat is oftentimes savory just as long as you don't... Spread your gravy, or yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like a Doug Jordanism. 
It was the funniest freaking Thanksgiving I've ever freaking been to. And thank you for freaking having us. I honestly don't even remember having you at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, yeah well, there's a chance it never, a chance it didn't freaking happen. Yeah. Last week, an elementary school in France urged parents to stop throwing their children over the fence that borders the school's ground, according to News 18. Trilliad Primary School in Avignon, southern France, posted a sign discouraging parents from tossing their children over the six-foot barrier after many late-arriving parents were witnessed in the act. The school adheres to a strict no-late-arrival policy, and therefore many parents have resorted to the unusual practice of child-tossing. The sign reads, quote, Je ne lance pas mes enfants par d'arçons les pontons which in English translates to, I do not throw my children over the gate. So, geez louise down on my knees, absolutely freaking hilarious French people. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, thoughts? Uh, yeah, this reminds me of uh, back in the day, um, my dad would freaking oftentimes drive me to freaking school and oftentimes would arrive freaking late. Um, and... Oftentimes he would resort to trying to throw me over the freaking fence. Uh, but for weeks and two years now, my freaking father is a freaking <laughs> damn near the freaking tiniest little man you've ever seen. Uh, and imagine me, a small child, almost his freaking height, and a man trying to freaking throw me over a freaking fence. And I remember telling him, I said, Dad, I can just walk through the freaking door. There, you know, there was no freaking policy against arriving freaking late. But still, he would he would take me to the fence and try to freaking throw me over. And I'd have to freaking squirm away and get away from him, run inside. And freaking tell them that I was I was here for freaking school. Yeah, I often think about you and your father when I'm all trying to sleep. Similar to the way that I think of Doug Jordan when I'm trying to sleep. But I think of things like when you became maybe three, four, five, and your father had to watch after you, and then you start running, and you are already faster than your tiny father and his little tiny legs. And he's chasing you with his tiny little arms and sausage-like fingers outstretched after you, and he cannot catch you. Yeah. Was that a freaking question? Yeah, that freaking happened. That happened many times. It was around the age of freaking seven that I became, that I believe I had at least two inches on my father uh, and was able to run. He was never a fast man. Uh, and there was a period of time also where he was in a freaking wheelchair, uh, which was quite the freaking sight because his feet were, would freaking dangle off the seat because he couldn't. Because he was a short man. They don't make freaking small little wheelchairs, or at least they didn't back in the freaking day. And, uh, yeah, that was the only time where he could get close to freaking catching me. Still couldn't do it, though. Yeah. And he had, a, he had a lot harder time freaking throwing me over the fence when he was in the wheelchair, too. Did you ever sit on his lap? Uh, there were, there were uh, maybe one or two times I maybe freaking sat in his lap. Um, I sat in his lap, and, and he would let me, and then I would realize that he was freaking completely drunk and asleep. Yeah, and struggling to breathe, I bet. Yeah, he would wake up freaking gasping for freaking air. I'd have to freaking leap off. Doug Jordan, you're unusually quiet. Yeah, I don't know what to say uh, about this. Uh, you know, that giving Sandy a chance to talk about his childhood. So, I, you know, I don't want to question uh, what he went through. Yeah, but maybe a bit of sympathy might help in this situation. Sorry, Sandy, that must have been hard for you. God bless you, and I'm glad that you're here with us now. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for the blessing, Doug. That means the freaking world to me. You're welcome. 
Last week, cookie giant Oreo announced that the company will now be offering fully customizable cookies to customers with their new Oreo ID product, according to Fox Business. Quote, the Oreo ID platform provides the opportunity to combine the playfulness of our cookie and the imagination of our fans, Oreo brand manager Olympia Portale said. We're so excited to unveil this new customized experience for our fans to engage with Oreo on a whole new level just in time for the gift-giving season. According to Oreo's website, the custom cookies can have personal photos printed on them, and the frosting comes in a variety of colors. There are also options for dips and sprinkles to cover the cookies. So, geez louise, down on my knees, I want to take weakers, tweakers, thrill-seekers, and the freaking panel on a little dreamscape journey. What would you do to your Oreo if you could customize it perfectly? Now, I would say I want an Oreo with a million more Oreos inside of it. And then inside of each of those Oreos, a million Oreos. And I want it for the price that is designated to each custom order. And geez louise, down on my knees, I want it now. Do you imagine Doug Jordan, the people from Oreo, flying in a giant helicopter's worth of freaking Oreos filled with more Oreos filled with Oreos? And they drop it on my group home. And it crushes Mrs. Malfour and Mrs. Washbasher. And we rejoice in our cookie triumph. And guess what? The best part is, Doug. They're all double stuffed. And some of them have the picture of your face on them. And I enjoy eating them. First I bite one of your eyes. And then I bite the other. And I say, see what it's like to lose your freaking eyes now, Doug? And then I show it to the people at the blind place, and geez louise, down on my knees, they can't even see it, but I explain it to them. I bit my friend's eye out. He's on an Oreo, I'd say. Wait for their reaction. And then they say, what's an Oreo? I say, it's a cookie. It's, it, it's got white cream in the... Well, it's got... It's the cream... It's, it's a black cookie with white... Cr Sandy, what'd you put on your Oreo? Uh, freaking easy. Freaking brown cookie, brown freaking cream, uh, freaking brown, freaking soaked in freaking brown, if you know what I freaking mean. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's about freaking it. And with a freaking cup of freaking brown that you could freaking dip it in instead of freaking milk. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it freaking gets you freaking drunk, uh, and tastes freaking delicious. Um, tastes for, and <clears throat> freaking, I'm sorry, I'm freaking drunk right now. Freaking tastes freaking, uh, delicious. Doug Jordan, care to comment? Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, they did Otto Oreos where the, cl the cream was brown and the Oreo, the outside was vanilla and those were pretty good. So I would, I would do those again. So you have, you have freaking free reign to do whatever you want for, for, a, to a freaking Oreo and you're going to choose to do an Oreo that already freaking exists. You're basically, yeah, you want an Oreo that is the Keebler elf cookie, which is not like freaking hilarious freaking Sandy's father. Yeah, but that that the Oreo version of it was good and doesn't exist anymore, so I would want that back. You know, sometimes when I was really angry with my freaking father and I'd have a freaking box of Keebler Elf freaking cookies, I would also imagine that one of the elves was my freaking father and I would bite his head off and hope that somehow it would translate to having my freaking father's head fall off. Yeah. I gotta yeah. tell you, those Keebler Elf cookies are much better than Oreos. And they are less popular, but they are absolutely delicious. Doug Jordan, can you give us a breakdown analysis of which is better and why? The Oreo or the Keebler Elf cookie, please? Well, I mean, I think I just answered it. I like the Oreo that is like the Keebler Elf cookie because it's a better cookie. 
So you're saying you wish that Keebler elves were more like Oreos and Oreos were more like Keebler elves, in which case you'd like Oreos better. Yeah. And which one would you rather dip into a cup of freaking brown? Neither. That sounds disgusting. I wouldn't dip any of them into a cup of brown. Yeah, you're right. It does sound freaking disgusting. And, it, and if I'm being freaking honest with you, it is freaking disgusting. I've done it. Yeah. In fact, I, yeah, I'm going to freaking sneak into the, because I know you got freaking Keebler Elf cookies in the in the freaking kitchen, Doug. I'm going to freaking sneak in after this, grab me a freaking cookie, and freaking dip it into a freaking cup of brown if I'm, if I'm being freaking honest with you. Well, I, you just said it was disgusting. Why would you do it? Jeez Louise, Doug. Sometimes you got to freaking do disgusting things. Remind yourself how freaking alive you really are. Yeah. I have milk. You can just dip it in milk. Get a glass I of milk. Might put a little freaking brown in the milk and do it that way. Yeah, that'll, cur- that'll curdle the milk. The milk milk will curdle his stomach. He is not made yeah. for. He is not made to drink off the cow's yeah. teat. Yeah, the, the milk is gonna the, the milk is gonna freaking end up freaking curdled regardless because I got about freaking bottle and a half of freaking brown in my stomach right now. So if I were to drink a freaking drip of freaking milk, it would curdle inside me, and I'd freaking bloat. Last week, roadside diner giant Waffle House announced that they will be releasing the company's first official beer, according to Delis. The new brew, made in collaboration with Georgia-based brewing company Okani, is a bacon-flavored beer called Bacon and Kegs. The bacon-flavored red ale is rated 6.5% ABV. So, they made a beer to go with Waffle House. And I'm surprised they didn't make the beer go called Waffle Beer. Waffle and Beer. Because they're known for their waffles. Bacon's just sort of a side diss. So, because it's not called Bacon House, Doug Jordan. Or Slaughterhouse, or it's not a pig pig farm. One time I was at the Roadside Diner Giant Waffle House. Out of state. Can't remember where in the Dickens I was. And I was eating alongside the counter, as all of the seats are. And they began cleaning the floors while I was eating, using a hose. With a spray nozzle on it, Doug Jordan. And while I was eating, they were spraying the floor in my direction, and the ricochet off the floor was getting all over my plate of eggs and all over my face, and I continued eating. And by the end of the meal, there was a pool in the center of my plate of groundwater. Kind of sounds like they were spraying you with water. How long had you been at the Waffle House at this point? Well, I was hitchhiking, and geez louise, down on my knees, my ride had left me there. So I was going on my 23rd hour there. It is a all-night, all-day diner. Uh, yeah. I mean, did it, did it look like you had sort of set up camp? Did you, were you sort of making the freaking bathroom your own? Yeah, I had had my, my pillow was on the, t- on the, in the booth and I had become very comfortable at one point and fallen asleep and then woken up. And the thing is, when you fall asleep in a diner, every time you wake up, it's breakfast, even if it's just a 20 minute nap. And I'd say, I'll take a bacon and egg, please, with extra hollandaise sauce on top so I can dip my bacon into it and toast. Yes, please. Texas toast. And I like Canadian and I like regular bacon. And were you just were you just working up a tab, or were you paying after every freaking breakfast you ate? No, I told them to keep the tabulation going. Yeah, I think they were spraying you with that hose. I think they were. Well, when they finally did ask me to leave, I became very cold when I left the freaking establishment because, of course, my clothing, my pillow, my bags were all soaked to the dickens. 
and it was winter outside, and I think I might have gotten hypothermia. Some say I never recovered brain-wise. Doug Jordan, you ever been to a Waffle House? Yeah, I, and I just want to say, you two times during that story you said my name, and I thought I was you were asking me a question, and then you just kept talking. So I, I don't, I'm going to ask you to stop doing that because it just gets really confusing for me. But yeah, I've been to Waffle House. Would you drink this freaking beer, bacon and kegs? You know, I'm really sick of of uh, everybody putting freaking bacon and everything. Uh, I, I'm just really sick of it. So, no, nah, I probably wouldn't drink it. What about a toaster strudel with bacon inside of it and eggs? That's a toaster scramble, and they make those, and they're pretty good. Well, they stole my idea. If they're pretty good, I used to eat them for breakfast. Sandy the Sandman Farkas is 6%, 6.5%... A, B, V, I, a lot of alcohol. Uh, no, is, is it is, called uh, that because it'll make you go blind? I don't understand. You ask me a freaking question, you need to give me some time to freaking answer it. Continue, I'm sorry. Uh, the answer to your question is no. Uh, that is too freaking small of an A, B, V. Uh, that is freaking, uh, I believe it stands for alcohol blood value, uh, which sort of uh, is a fancy schmancy way of freaking saying how freaking drunk it gets you. Uh, freaking 6.5 is way too freaking low. Uh, and plus, this is freaking beer. So I mentioned freaking bloating a moment ago when I mentioned uh, taking a sip of freaking uh, freaking cream and having the freaking brown in my freaking tummy, freaking curdling. Uh, this is freaking similar. Uh, this is why I freaking actually cut freaking beer out of my freaking diet entirely. Uh, it causes too much freaking bloat because there's freaking bubbles in the freaking in the freaking beer, which. Um, sort of is a is, uh, little pockets of freaking gas, uh, basically, that when you drink it, uh, it sort of uh, uh, freaking blows up in your freaking stomach. Um, and you ever had one of those moments where maybe you're on a date with a woman and you're freaking holding in all of your freaking gas and you can start to hear it sort of explode within you, uh, sort of like an inner an inner freaking uh, inner freaking flatulence. Uh, this is what freaking uh, freaking beer does to you, and I freaking cut it out entirely, uh, which is why many freaking years back I freaking switched over solely to the freaking brown because it doesn't freaking create this problem because there are no freaking bubbles in your freaking brown. And some a few times someone has freaking passed me a freaking glass of brown. I took one sip and there were freaking bubbles in it. I said, "Get this, get this freaking away from me. I don't know what the hell this is." Yeah. So six point five freaking ABV. Uh, freaking a little too freaking low and freaking filled with bubbles, which just, and they freaking, it takes up the bubbles take up space in your stomach, which is less freaking, uh, freaking alcohol. You can freaking consume less freaking drunk. It's a, it's just a waste of freaking time. And thank you for the freaking blessing. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers. We got a great freaking segment for you. As 2020's post-presidential election continues to unfold in bizarre fashion, with Donald Trump refusing to concede to a Biden victory, many foresee Trump's willful deception metastasizing into a coup d'etat. Some have even speculated that another U.S. war would be the result of such a coup. We here at Our Week would like to paint a thought-provoking dreamscape of what another civil war might look like by taking a trip back through some of history's most prominent wars in a little segment called Our Week's Guide to War. So, geez louise, down to my knees, the first war that we want to remind you of, and Uyghurs and Tweakers probably know, is the Ragamuffin War, of, which took place in Brazil from 1835 to 1845. 
So this was a Republican uprising, Doug Jordan, and it led it was led by generals Bento Conclaves del Silva and Antonio de Souza Nato. And it luckily for them they had the support of Italian fighter Giuseppe Garibaldi. And geez Louise down on my knees, how lucky they were. Because Rio Grande de Sol wanted their independence. And the reason they wanted their independence was because they were focused on internal market rather than exporting commodities. What commodities, you might ask, Doug Jordan? Well, that's a fancy question for you to think up. But geez, Louise, down on my knees, I'll do my best to answer it. The main commodity that they had in freaking Rio Grande do Sul was called charquet, which means dried and salted beefs, which you know very well as freaking beef jerky. Now, they were suffering dearly from competition with Uruguay and Argentina, who also made this salted beef jerky. And the ragamuffins, who were called that because of their leather hide trousers, had an uprising. And an uprising it was, Doug Jordan. Bloodshed. This was the third bloodiest civil war in Brazil history. Right behind the two other ones, so... Sandy the Sandman Farkas, you n- know the plight of the ragamuffin all too well. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't freaking know what you freaking mean by that. Uh, uh, and from what I can see, ragam- ragamuffin means that you wear leather hide freaking trousers, which is never anything that I've ever done. Um, and, and I don't really, I don't, I don't fully appreciate, um, you referring, uh, you, uh, assuming that I wouldn't freaking know the plight of the freaking ragamuffin. I, what I mean by that is that you understand what it's like to have someone say, well, hold up, we're going to take this job from you, whether it be a pizza delivery job or having sex with a woman in exchange for the pizza that you deliver sure. her, yeah. or whether it be a, an opportunity to preach to a crowd of your own supporters who will follow you everywhere you go. These people couldn't sell their beef jerky doug jordan and sandy yeah yeah uh i mean i I mean there was a period of time also where my freaking main commodity was freaking shark as well uh i was on a freaking strictly freaking uh beef jerky freaking diet um about freaking 10 years back uh and uh and that and and I tell you, it uh, it does not freaking satisfy you, and you become very freaking angry when you when you're on your freaking twenty fifth day, and all you've had freaking for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day is freaking a little bit of freaking uh, freaking chark, uh, which is dried and salted freaking beef. Yeah, Doug Jordan, what did the ragamuffins use for meal rations while they were embattled during this war, this great war of the ragamuffins, or whatever it's called? Uh, I'm I don't, I'm not from I don't know but probably the beef jerky. No, Doug, it's muffins. Why would it be muffins? It's a ragamuffin war, Doug. They were called ragamuffins because of their leather hide trousers. They're obviously eating freaking muffins. Muffins don't freaking go bad. Muffins are is the most one of the most pure forms of freaking bread uh, that you can have. Yeah, they're it's very dense. dense. What what they're the hell are you dense. talking about? They're what like you, pound what are you cake. Talking about? Muffins don't go bad. They're the purest form of bread that anybody could have. I've never heard anybody say that about a muffin. Well, read a freaking book, Doug. About I mean, what book? Some I'm freaking baking. Freaking freaking baking. Freaking recipe book. Bread book, Doug. Jeez. Yeah. 
Now, Doug, can you enlighten us how this resolved itself, this conflict in Brazil? It ended in peace negotiations. Well, maybe we could just skip the war here in the United States and get some peace negotiations talking. Oh, okay. That's one lesson we could learn from this. The other one is have plenty of muffins lying around because you might you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah, it's always well, lesson number one: always best to end a war in freaking peace negotiations. Lesson number two: uh, freaking muffins are the most pure form of freaking bread, and they make for great rations because they will never freaking go bad. Yeah, they don't spoil. The That's next, not true. It's not true. I don't understand what you mean when you say it's not true. What do you mean? We should just move on. He's just going to keep freaking. He's just going to keep freaking saying it, and he doesn't know what he's freaking talking about. All right, the next war on the list, and Doug Jordan, you're going to like this one very much, the Klang War. Now, Klang War was fought from 1867 to 1874 in Malaysia, and it was fought between Raja Abdullah bin Raja Jafar, the administrator of Klang, of course, and Raja Mahadi bin Raja Saluman. And guess who joined them? Tengku Kundin, Kudin as well as Malay and Chinese rival factions. So you got a recipe for disaster right here, Doug Jordan. A powder keg, a perfect storm. Because with Raja Abdul bin Raja Jafar, the administrator of Kling in one corner, and Raja Mahadi bin Raja Sulman in the other corner, and then joining them, you got Tengku Kundin, as well as Malay and Chinese rival factions, uh, bolstering both sides. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Every time that has happened in history, guess what? It hasn't ended well. Yeah. And this this one was freaking particularly freaking uh, uh, bloody and freaking unruly because this is this is the first the Klang War is the first freaking civil war to happen uh, on a freaking galactic freaking battlefield. Uh, basically, you have freaking. Uh, Chancellor Klang of the freaking Klang Empire, uh, who is from freaking planet freaking Klang, obviously, uh, who is freaking going up against freaking Raja Abdullah bin Raja uh, freaking Jafar, freaking bad guy from Aladdin. So right there, he's the freaking bad guy uh, who is saying that we need to get who is who's best friends with freaking Tanku, uh, who is uh, who is from a, a different freaking uh, planet. And they are freaking joining forces uh, with the freaking Abdullah's freaking uh, Raja Madhadi to uh, to try and freaking uh, overthrow the freaking Klang Empire, which and we, we you know you don't freaking do that. And just when you think this couldn't get any worse, guess who shows up? Freaking Raja Ishmael, Abdul Abdullah's son. And when I say Abdullah, I mean Raja Abdullah bin Raja Jafar, the bad guy. His son shows up, and he's even more powerful than his father. Because Damn. because he is strong, Doug Jordan, and guess and Tanku Kundin isn't having any of it, but he does join forces with Ishmael, and Ishmael and Tanku, you've never seen anything like it. Doug Jordan, help describe it to Weakers and Tweakers what that would look like, that force, and the force that it would take out on the freaking. Uh, geez, Louise, the good guys, the uh, Raja Mahadi bin Raja Saluman. I'm sorry, I have something in my eye. The thing about it is that the freaking force is freaking strong with freaking Raja Ishmael, and that is why he is freaking the number one warrior to go up against freaking Emperor freaking Klang. Yeah. Uh, because he has, he was, he had the freaking, he was there for the freaking blessing of the sons, where the freaking three sons of freaking Klang uh, 
united uh, in a freaking uh, completely uh, in a complete sonar uh, freaking eclipse, and he was blessed with the freaking greatest powers of the freaking force and became a freaking Tengu warrior. And you know what those powers were Doug Jordan. He could shoot light out of his eyes. Yeah, and he had freaking blasters on his hands. I don't understand. You ask me a question and I try to answer, and then you just you just say the answer. So we're I, taking too long. Okay. Well, and it's more. It's not that I wanted to know the answer from you because I knew that he had light in his eyes because of the eclipse that Sandy just told us about. But I wanted to know what you thought about that. You what, you're doing it again. You're freaking taking too long. What is with these freaking pauses? The, the answers are all freaking right there for you. The freaking clang war. This is freaking. Freaking space, Doug. There's freaking whole fleets of freaking starships, freaking going at it. So right there was Doug. Shut uh, the hell up. The I'm just asking a question. Emperor freaking Clang is the freaking is must be freaking stopped. There was an intergalactic war in 1867 to 1874. Well, the freaking years are different in freaking out in freaking. If it was there freaking 1867 and there 1870. In for our freaking time, this war hasn't even freaking happened yet. It's in the freaking future. Then why? Well, okay, why on the show notes does it say Malaysia, which is a country? No, that's. Oh, that was a mistake. It's a type bomb. It's not supposed to freaking be there. Okay, Doug Jordan, can you just tell us how it ended, please? It, you, I thought you said it when Tengu Kudin and Abdullah's son Raja Ismail joined forces. The war was eventually won by them. Thank you very much. God bless you. The next war we have on the list is the Finnish Civil War. This one took place, guess where? In Finland, I think, in 1918. And it was fraught between White Finland and Red Finland. And the Finnish Social Worker, which was the Finnish Social Workers Republic. You know what that means, Doug Jordan Commies. So during the country's transition from Grand Duchy of the Russian Empire to an independent state... People's delegation, the Reds, retreated from Helsinki to Vyborg. So, geez louise, down on my knees, nobody saw that coming. Why would they retreat from Helsinki to Vyborg, Doug Jordan? This time I am asking you, and don't take your time. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar with the, with the fin, Finland map, the map of Finland. Do you know? Is that why it was a rhetorical question, or do you actually not know? Well, I thought you knew, so I was going to, but I'll say it. if it Because they were scared, Doug. Yeah. Because they were trying to break away from the Grand Ducey, and... And freaking Planet Viborg freaking uh, offered them freaking protection. Yeah. You know, as soon as he said Viborg, I knew you were going to go to space again. It, it is in freaking space, Doug. It's freaking planet, freaking Viborg. But there's no place called Viborg on freaking Earth. It wouldn't make any freaking sense. Have you ever seen people who are literally white and red? They look, I mean, I'm talking crayons, Doug. Have I ever seen people that look like crayons? No, like the, I want to be careful here and not say something that might offend someone. So, these aliens from outer space, the Viborganites. Yes, they are literally colored white and red. One is bright red, like the color of the crayon red. The other is white as the Dickens, like the color of the crayon chalk. And they have blasters. Yeah. And damn it, I wish they couldn't. I wish they could have got those. They never got those blasters. But they were invented hundreds and hundreds of years before by their ancient ancestors. And left for them before they took off to a peaceful planet. 
which is where they're trying to get to in El Zingi. But they retreated because of the Grand Ducey, which you mess with a freaking Grand Ducey, Doug Jordan. What do you think happens? Now, this is a question. You probably get in trouble. Big trouble. Absolutely yeah, right. Gonna, Circle gets the square. It's going to be a freaking doozy if you mess with a doozy. That's the obvious answer there. <clears throat> and drunk. Doug Jordan, how did this resolve itself? Oh, uh, let me think about this war. Uh, the, re- uh, the Red Guards were defeated with the help from Germany, but then several military leaders committed suicide. Yep. You believe that, Uyghurs and Tweakers? Several of the military leaders were beckoned into that closet, into that dark corner, rope around their neck and their pants around their ankles, playing with themselves into the cold, dark night. This is not what we want, Doug. They probably what? They probably used a gun and and shot themselves. A blaster? Yeah, they probably used a blaster. Doug, let me ask you a freaking question. If you have freaking blasters coming out of your freaking eyes, how do you turn those freaking blasters on yourself? Do you look into a freaking mirror or... Why did anybody say the blasters came out of their eyes? That's except all for we've right been now. freaking talking about. There's, what are you talking about? I thought they had blasters. It didn't mean that they came out of their eyes. They uh, do have blasters. So that I'm supposed to automatically think that when you say they have blasters, it comes out of their eyes? Okay, they're very, very good, Doug, yeah. The master blasters have them in their eyes. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the warriors are freaking clang, which, by the way, is a, the war we were talking about before this one. Obviously, you're getting a little confused here. Uh, the warriors of freaking Tangu had freaking blasters on their hands, but the freaking emperors had blasters in their eyes. And then on freaking planet Viborg, all the freaking blasters are their freaking eyes. And these are the ones who freaking killed themselves. So the question remains, Doug Jordan, did they do it by looking into a mirror? Well, they probably just closed their eyes. He's not getting it. Well, I'm just saying they probably closed their eyes. No, we should move on. No, he's not getting it. If I were to be, if I were alone, surrounded by troops, and I had blasters in my eyes, I would pull out my secret diamond, which was the size of a baseball or a or a stone, and I would look into the diamond, and I would shoot, and it and my blasters would shoot into the diamond and then shoot into all directions, killing everyone. But unfortunately. It would also shoot back and kill me, which is what I think they were trying to do here. They didn't mean to commit suicide, Doug Jordan. They were taking one for the team, so to speak. Have you ever heard of martyrdom? I don't understand what I'm not getting here when you're talking about a fictional war where people shot their blasters into the diamond. This is what I said. He's not freaking getting it. Yeah, I don't. What are you talking? Enough. I mean... You're the ones that keep freaking talking about it. All right, Doug, we're going to move on to the regular wars, normal, plain old wars. And in this section of the segment, we are going to talk about which one our favorite one would be, the one that would best fit us, the one that we would best serve in. I'll go ahead and start, and I think that I would be great in the Civil War, dressed in pantaloons with a vest and those funny hats. And I would have a musket, Doug Jordan, but my musket would be made of light and I would shoot it into, yep, you freaking guessed it, a diamond that I had in my pocket. And guess what? I'd kill everyone, including myself. 
Sandy the Sandman Fargus, which war best describes you and would fit you the best? Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and freaking go for the freaking obvious one, uh, freaking Vietnam War. Uh, I think that one uh, best freaking suits me uh, because uh, everybody in freaking Vietnam was freaking drunk. Uh, and... Uh, and 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 sometimes people ask me if I was in freaking Vietnam just for meeting me after uh, a conversation of maybe would last freaking five ten minutes, and I just tell them absolutely not. And if I had been freaking, if they had tried to get me, I would have freaking dodged the freaking draft. If you know what I freaking mean. Yeah, and I also think that you would have been good at getting into those little foxholes. Yeah. With a flashlight. Um, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I would have been. Uh, also, if I, I want to just go ahead and say one more thing, if I was in freaking Vietnam. And I had freaking uh, freaking blasters in my freaking eyes. Um, I would also, at some point, freaking pull out my freaking diamond, uh, freaking magical diamond that I had in my freaking pocket, about the size of a freaking baseball, maybe a little bit bigger, uh, maybe a little bit smaller, maybe the size of a stone. Uh, and I would freaking use my freaking blasters from my eyes to look dead into the freaking diamond and then have those freaking blasters shoot everywhere and freaking kill everyone. Um, and in doing so, also freaking ultimately kill myself. Yeah. And so, sometimes you have to do something like that to win a freaking war. You have to take one for the team, uh, Doug. I could see you doing that at a table of Russian roulette that the guards had made you play. And you said, wait a minute, before I pull that trigger against my temple and take the chance of the freaking, yep, you freaking guessed it, the game of Russian roulette, I'm going to stare into this diamond real quick for luck. Yeah. I could see myself doing that at freaking Thanksgiving dinner if Doug tries to tell more riddles. Yeah. Okay, I don't tell riddles, and also I don't think that you have blasters in your eyes. I don't think anybody humanly has those, and I'm pretty sure you don't have a magical diamond in your pocket. So. Well, Doug, this is a dreamscape, so. Jeez Louise, down on my knee. Doug, bringing up the rear as per usual. This better be good. Which war would you fit in of the normal wars? I don't, I don't really understand the question. I just have to pick a war that I think suits me best. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which, which war could you see yourself freaking thriving during? Uh, I guess the cold war. Cause nothing happened. It was the most boring freaking war on earth. Well, there was a lot of technological advancements, rapid technological advancements, you know, the space race, who could get onto freaking the moon first, you know, the Russians got up there pretty quick and, you know, a lot of advancing technologies and an interesting topic that I'd like to explore a little bit more of. So uh, you'd like to be on the Russian side of the Cold War? No, I wasn't saying that. I just like the idea of, of, of the Soviet. I think I know what you like. You like the idea of the Bay of Pigs, a whole Bay of Pigs. That you could just have your freaking way with. Well, Doug, it's not going to happen because, geez, Louise, down. And I was going to say for you, World War II, because you reminded me of Hitler right now. I can't, you can't say that. And I can't believe you just said that on the radio. I can see you trying to sneak into that little freaking uh, space probe they sent with a freaking dog up there. Dog yeah. goes in a freaking probe alone, and you try and, and you go, oh, there's a dog. And you try and freaking sneak in it so you could have some alone time with a freaking dog up there. The dog goes in the provolone. Is that what you just said? Did you say provolone, Doug Jordan? I thought. I think Sandy said that. I thought Sandy said the dog goes in the provolone. I said the dog goes into the probe alone. Well, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah, I don't have sex with animals, and I just need everybody to freaking know that. 
Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Doug Jordan, Thanksgiving is coming up very soon, little over a week away. What are our plans? I know Sandy's going to be having it with you because he lives in your garage. Can I come? No. Doug Jordan, please. Otherwise, I'm going to have to spend it with the blind people at the ABVI. I mean, if you come, you have to quarantine for two weeks before you can come. And it's already it's already weekend. Yeah, so you, you live in a house full of freaking crazy people. Well... I can bring a turkey if you want. Of course, it'll be dead and stuffed already, so I don't know if you'd have any interest in that. No. Why would I want a stuffed turkey on Thanksgiving? It's it's stuffed with stuffing, Doug Jordan. I'm saying you can't have sex with it. I thought you were talking about a taxidermy turkey. You'd be into that? 